Hold for 60, none, two, and seven. A recipe for disaster management by Nasipom Gomezul. It's 7 a.m. You wake up on the edge of the right side of the bed. This is not your side of the bed. You try not to remember that another body used to be there. No, scratch that. You hit the snooze button. Snooze the thoughts. It's too early and too late to start thinking. Eyes barely open, you scroll through to your Google Drive to begin your morning breath work. You will need the following. Ingredients. A body. Ideally, this body should be yours. But if you are borrowing it from another, that will do for now, until yours returns to you. Perhaps you'll borrow your mother's. She's gotten up before. At your age, she had three children and gathered herself between televised and private riots. You are not the first to live under precarity. Gather yourself. Assume the posture of dignity. It is too late to be in a fetal position. Never mind if the limbs are not enough to hold all that is heavy and weighing you down. Your two arms will have to do. You will need a cell phone. A lifeline stretching beyond your studio apartment to the dizzying flurry of the outside world. You will crave connection without the contamination. You will need Wi-Fi. The sea into which you will cast your lifeline, fishing for contact. Mind the oil spills and the shipwrecks. You will need your bed to steady yourself. <laughs> there is no terra firma. The floor is lava. Ground yourself. Even if the security guard in your building will ask you to return to your flat when you try tiptoeing barefoot across the communal garden to pick some lavender, find your grounding anyway. Method. Step one. Lay on your back. Step two. Place your left hand on your heart. Place your right hand on your stomach, just above your diaphragm. Step three. Deep breath in. Release. Repeat 30 times. Step 4. Hold. Hold your breath for a minute. You are safe. Try not to think. Feel the breath move out of your lungs. Don't hold on to it. Let it go. You are safe. The tingle in your jaw is normal. Allow. Allow oxygen to move through your body. Relax your lips. Don't purse them attempting to rest your breath back into your lungs. Allow the expulsion of air. Allow the power of breath to fill you. Feel your fingers twitch against your body. Allow the air to circulate through you. Quieten your thoughts. Every thought is a breath. Allow. Allow flow. If your eyes begin to twitch, don't fret. Allow the sliver of light to enter, the dissolving of any blocks. Yes, your body is twitching. No, it's not time yet. Don't rush. Allow yourself to relax. You are not dying. Fill yourself with life force. Step five. Deep breath in. Step six. Hold. Hold your breath for 15 seconds. Step seven. Release. Release completely. Release. Repeat steps in. one to seven Release. two more times. Release. It's day 143. You don't know Release. it yet, but today is the day you will Deep stop your quarantine in. countdown. Release. There are far more important Deep things to keep in. track of. The number Release. of friends who have lost parents and loved ones. Seven. Release. The number of friends who are expecting babies. Four. These are things to hold. The number of days you've been indoors now feels relevant. 
It's amazing how you can do the same thing every morning. And just as it begins to feel like you have settled, have mastered the predictability of it all, something new reveals itself in the repetition. Like the morning tears, which have arrived like clockwork for the past 95 days. And just when you thought you could collect them, maybe bottle them in a pretty jar of grief, they surprise you and come to a screeching halt, gathering against the gravity at the edge of your eyes with no intention of rolling down your cheeks. Have a glass of water, grab your journal. Free writing in the morning helps set intentions, parameters for the day, lest it, lest you, slip away. False sentences are too difficult, they're too definitive, so a list will do for now. Write until you find a thought that calms you. There is much to release. All the black women in you are already so very tired. Careful not to let them all speak at once. You might wash away. Hold on. Just 22 days until you take a break off work. Think about the beach. Now is not the time to fall apart. 11,935 days on earth and still never a good day to fall apart. You'll need to hold on to something. Counting helps. Lists help. Something to do. Something to pass the time. Don't hurt yourself trying to make it make sense. This is not a time to try and be clever. Congratulations, only 15 hours, 7 seconds to go. To do, gather yourself. Make the bed a gift to your future self. Check your diary, check your emails. Ugh. Okay, scroll through Instagram. Okay, now take your multivitamins. You need some vitamin C, some zinc, some D3. Take your probiotics, your multivitamins, your milk thistle, your antidepressants, your anti-anxieties. Superfood pill and some B12. Make a workout shake. Workout. You will need the following. Ingredients. A body. Arundhati Roy says the pandemic is a portal, so you're trying to pay attention to your attention. If your body is an unsafe ship, you may substitute it for a man's body. You'll need a sports bra. The pandemic is the end of days. At least that's what your mother reminds you when she tells you to get right with God. Perhaps this is the inevitable reckoning preparing us for the big awakening. You'll need running tights. Maybe the pandemic is an elaborate conspiracy to conceal the lizard alien takeover. Huh. You'll need socks. Honestly, the pandemic is probably an opportunity for more research about the killability of black bodies. Cue another think piece about why African streets aren't strewn with dead bodies. This from a reputable international media house. You'll need running shoes. Maybe the pandemic is a catalyst for the inevitable race war. Again, you'll need a cell phone. Your Uber driver will regale you with tales of the pandemic as a 5G conspiracy. You'll need your keys, your earphones, and a running pouch. The pandemic is a slouch towards Bethlehem, something about a center that won't hold, but the center has never felt, has never held, so maybe more Achebe than Yates. You'll need a mask. The pandemic is collective ambiguous loss. You are not alone. Certainty was always an illusion. You'll need your pepper spray. Curate your loneliness. Method. Step one, warm up. 
Place your headphones and cell phone and keys in your running pouch. Conceal all underneath a loose t-shirt. Hook your pepper spray onto your running pouch. Consider a water bottle. Consider the feasibility of a water bottle and your ability to reach for the pepper spray. Decide against the water bottle. Step 2. Switch from Wi-Fi to cell phone data. Check your Namola app. Turn on the, ru- the Nike running app. Cure podcast. Step 3. Stretch. Put on a mask. Lock your door. Walk downstairs. Step 4. Brace yourself. Inhale for two steps. Exhale for three steps. Don't hold your breath. Step 5. You are running. You are outside and running. This is good. Do not get startled by the hooting. Run. Never mind the exhaust fumes. Run. Turn into a leafy avenue. Run. Step 6. Send piercing death stares and tat audibly as you pass a group of women in yoga pants standing in the middle of the road, chatting with no masks on. Your mask is making it hard to inhale through your mouth. Try inhaling for two steps, exhaling for three steps. Focus on breathing through your nose. Fill your body with air. This doesn't work. You stop to take off your mask at the corner. Step seven. Do not stare when you see Umama in a uniform emerging behind high walls with a blonde baby wriggling at her side. Continue running. Inhale through the mouth and the nose for two steps. Exhale for three steps. Do not hold your breath. Step eight. Wenubaba, walking a comical combination of a Maltese poodle and a pedigree great dame, stops to greet his friend with an Alsatian across the road. Stop to check if they see you before running past them. Do not get chased by dogs. Inhale for two steps. Exhale for two steps. The American in your ear is talking about black lives. Step nine. When the private security car slows down to unhelpfully remind you, Kijima, my size. Don't curse. Don't cry. Your legs are heavy. But pick up your pace and get past the Gupta compound. Promise yourself that you'll spray the next cat caller. No, you can't just shout your credentials. They won't save you. Step 10. Reach for your phone. Pretend to take a photo until they drive away. No, you're not going to report them when you get home. Do not recall the mugging in December. Turn around at the zoo. Step 11. Enjoy spring's first unfurling of buds. You will be followed home by a menacing man. You will tell him that he's frightening you. You will get followed anyway. He will tell you that your ass looks great as he comes closer. Do not regret wearing those pants. Do not try cover your butt. Do not start crying. Your tears don't have that kind of magic anyway. Focus. Sprint to the nearest security guard in a windy house. Catch your breath when you encounter an old woman. Forget social distancing. Meet her pace. You're holding your breath. That won't do. Breathe. Inhale for two steps. Exhale for three steps. Step Step 12. Get home. Drink water. Stretch. Do not go running alone again. Congratulations. Only 12 hours to go. To do... Gather yourself, put some coffee on the stove, send your homies a voice note about this batshittery. <laughs> Laugh, I guess. Shower, have a cigarette. You will need the following. Ingredients. Two bodies. A cell phone banking app. 
matches or a lighter. Substitute, something crunchy, maybe a carrot or an apple. Further substitution, quit. <laughs> Lol, okay, talk at length about quitting. Method, step one. Sit at your desk and face your email inbox. A glib email tells you that in his 20s, apparently Isaac Newton invented calculus during the Great Plague of London. A nudge towards productivity, I guess. Let no tragedy go to waste. Wonder if Newton had lost anyone and how his grief manifested. If you sigh and light a cigarette, go to step two. If you shoot an email back asking whether the university will provide accommodation akin to Wollstock Manor so that students maybe could stop asking you if you can assist them to find alternative places to work and live, go to step five. If you use this raging energy to finally finish that paper about weathering and microaggressions, go to step three. You choose step two. Step two. Smoking is pretty dumb. During a global respiratory pandemic, it's outright foolish. The excuse about instant stress relief ah, just doesn't cut it. The truth is, you're addicted, even if you try to hide behind the worn-out YOLO attitude. <sighs> Light a cigarette. Inhale for one, hold for two, release for three. It's hard to explain this courting of premature death, even if I followed every single rule, my body courts trauma. I have no choice but to live in risk. What's another one going to do? You follow this thin logic into your first task on your to-do list, responding to student emails. Go to step seven. Step seven. Your students are panicking about a deadline. You are irritated, but also you feel guilty for even setting any assignments at all. Give them a week's extension. You know it's futile, but it makes you feel like you're helping. Smoke some more. Inhale for one, hold for two. It will take you an hour to sift through your emails. You'll think about eating, but then you'll get caught up in more admin tasks for another two hours, ensuring that your tutors have gotten paid. Your tummy will grumble. Your mouth is dry. You're busy, but with all the wrong things. You're invited to a friend's book launch. Again, you remember, you should be writing. You take an anti-anxiety and do your lecture preparation instead. You think about all your affirmations. Follow your path. Follow your path. You wonder if you are in the slow lane. You remember that it's misogynoir and racial capitalism's grind culture talking. You're fine. Go to step three. Step three. Ponder. Why am I doing this work? Is this what liberation is for? It's going to be all bread and no roses, hmm? Also, why are you not more grateful? You were never even meant to be here. Look at you, tenured and all. Who told you that you had to be in Bogoto? You're not a rock. Just supervise your students. Liberation happens one person at a time. This is your work. Reach for another cigarette. Damn, you're almost out. Reach for your phone. Text the security guard and let him know that you've transferred 500 rand for a re-up of that corrosive off-brand smoke that you would never be caught dead smoking in normal times. You ask him to please look for Marlboro's. You don't care if you have to pay 150 rand for a box. Your brand loyalty is laughable to him, but he indulges you anyway. He'll have a look. Think. 
fucking the law. It's unreasonable anyway. You know that you're being loud and very wrong. But your self-sabotaging belligerence gives you a low-level satisfaction. You'll take it. Go to step four. Step four. Your discomfort is intensifying. Your shoulders are aching. How are you so tired when you have so little to show for hours in front of the computer? Promise yourself that you will not compromise on your writing blocks. You check your WhatsApp messages. Your childhood friend with three children has texted you to tell you about how much she envies your carefree life. She is juggling a partner, career, and homeschooling. I am so lucky that I have no responsibilities. Also, could I make two-minute videos for an article that she's writing about single black women using online dating sites during quarantine? She hears it's pretty rough out there for black women as the most undesirable demographic. She wants to know if it's because you're too angry, too educated, too opinionated, have too many high standards. She wants you to have your she wants your expert opinion on why black and white men just don't want to go there anymore. You tell her that you'll think about it. You know you won't. A knock at the door and your cigarettes arrive. Go to step six. <laughs> Get real. You don't go to step six. Instead, you agree to sit on another committee because they need someone who gets transformation. You wonder if you get transformation. Go to step five. Step five, check your to-do list. You're mildly satisfied that you've managed to do three out of your four tasks. Then you realize that you've added another two and now are behind again. Go to step eight. Step eight. Supervision video call. Look her in the eyes when she tells you that she's seen the news of another woman murdered. Tell her yes, you're scared too. No, you don't know what will happen with their research report submission deadlines. Tell her to get off social media for a while. Go to step nine. Step nine, get on Instagram. Your white friend of 14 years has just discovered racism. Fuck. DM her to stop tagging you in shit. Smoke some more. Write a long rant about white privilege. Delete it. Go to step six. Come on, you can do it. Step six, you are enough. Breathe, let go. Play your favorite song and remember your worth is not your productivity. You are your ancestor's wildest dream. Go to step 10. Step 10, you end your day satisfied with yourself. You are a badass. You're a badass independent woman who doesn't need anyone. You can hold your own. Look at you holding yourself. You will carry the six mountains with such dignity that they'll wonder how someone so young could be so brave. You won't tell them it's the trauma. You will smile as you light another cigarette. You will feel ill. Maybe you should eat something. You imagine yourself at 50 and wonder what you'll tell your fierce and curious nieces about what it means to be a black woman. Just this once, you'll believe step six. You will know, and they will know, that they are enough. Congratulations, only three hours to go, to do. Make yourself something to eat, maybe throw in an elaborate salad. Use all those delicious fruits and vegetables that are going off in your fridge. Miss your mother, call her. She misses church. Advise her to watch sermons on TV instead. She reminds you to pray. You promise you will. 
Order some flour and yeast to make a jackal tomorrow. Watch something gruesome on Netflix. Head to bed. You will need the following. Ingredients. A weary body. Tired is not enough. Weary. A bed. A cell phone. Method. Step 1. Turn off the lights. Step 2. Turn on the side lamp. Step 3. Dream journal on your phone. Step 4. Deep breath in. 4, 3, 2, 1. Step 5. Hold for 7. Step 6. Exhale for 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Step 7. Deep breath in. 4, 3, 2, 1. Step 8. Hold for 7. Step 9. Read the internet for an hour. It's half past 10 and it's urgent that you know every protest happening right now. Step 10. Put on meditation music. Step 11. Deep breath in. 4, 3, 2, 1. Step 12. Hold for 7. Say a prayer for the world. Step 13. Exhale for 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Congratulations. Look what you have shaped into a kind of life. Celebrate that every day something has tried to kill you and has failed. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Sleep. That was my recipe. Well, those were my recipes for disaster management. Um, Special thanks to some homies who helped make sure that this could happen specifically Sibapiwe and Charm for your technical and troubleshooting while I was recording and losing recordings thank you to Sam for your amazing meditation course and allowing me to make use of your sound sample thank you to so many of my homies who listened to various drafts of this work you are all deeply appreciated Inspiration for this is from This American Life's episode 703, Stuck, Carmen Maria's uh, story, You Can't Go Your Own Way, and The Heart Radio, Everything They Make is Pretty Golden, and The Sisterhood of Traveling Goa. Thank you for listening.